This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi everyone, Robbo here. You're listening to the Blues Focus Podcast. Keep right on. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast, another winning podcast. I mean, like, how on earth is this happening? Like, I thought the Blackburn game was going to be a turning point in the season, but apparently not. Apparently we are going to keep on winning games and keep on bouncing back. Um, and here to discuss this uh, with me tonight is Zach and Jamie. I nearly called you Jack and Zamie again. Uh, good <laughs> evening, boys. How are you? Oh, very good, thank you. Amazing after last night. <laughs> Fantastic, man. Buzzing. It's amazing, and it makes it even better that the Villa have lost 4-0 today as well. I mean, I was watching it downstairs. Absolutely beautiful football from Newcastle United. Very enjoyable. <laughs> um, and we'll start off by talking about the QPR game that happened last night. Uh, a 2-0 victory. Jamie, what were your thoughts on that? I mean, oh, how? <laughs> yeah, like, excellent. Especially the first half, like, I thought we were excellent. Like, everything we did. You know, we pressed them high, we got the ball, you know, it's always great taking the lead four minutes in, wasn't it? Like, with a Zlatan-esque back flick from Austin Trusty, which I don't think I'll ever see in my life again. <laughs> like, it was just the perfect start. You know, like, their best chances came from us making silly little errors, but we fought through it. We got through that stage of the game. We were fine, and then Longello also pops up and scores an absolute banger on his weaker foot. Uh, I can't fault it. I thought first half we were excellent. Second half we did what we had to do. And Ruddy said the penalty. Thought your vlog said it was the perfect day. Mm, yeah. It really was. You, yeah. you, you couldn't have asked for any. Literally, as Blues fans, we could not have asked for a better weekend. We've won 2 0 and played phenomenally. Villa have lost 4 0 and played horrifically. Yeah. Uh, it, it just doesn't get better. Yeah, Ruddy saving a penalty. Two really nice goals. I know. Trustees come out and said it was a fluke in that Sky Sports interview, and the longer low goal was beautifully taken. But as Blues fans, you you, you can't get any more perfect than that. Uh, insert insert Troy Deeney Blues won and Villa lost clip. Yeah, that's what we're gonna yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> already retweeted that. I think the second uh, Villa lost this afternoon, already retweeted oh, it. But yeah, amazing yeah. weekend. Uh, question for both of you. I'll ask you first. Zach, did he mean it? 
Nah, he de- there's no way unless he's it, like like Jamie said, turned into prime Zlatan. There's no. I think he said in his uh the Sky Sports interview as well after the game that it sort of wasn't intended. But if if it wasn't intended, I don't know what he was trying. Um, but oh, <laughs> the way it just lobbed over Dieng and he he was just scrambling for it. Oh, it was just beautiful. Uh, he, right now I love Trusty, but I think he's made an idiot's mistake there by admitting he didn't mean it. Yeah, you, would, yeah, you yeah. should just be full sending that out, yeah. chest yeah. out. Yeah, Men, do it all the time in training, lads. I don't yeah. know what they're on about. Yeah, Lucas yeah. 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 does. Yeah, do yeah. that past Ruddy four times a day. Like nothing <laughs> that is like every time. I know he'll he'll be wanting to go to the World Cup as well. So if he's if he's saying he, he better be stuff on that like play. that, oh, he oh he deserves he hundred percent deserves three it. He's goals been, in three own games. Yeah, I, I, he's just been superb, and like like we said, there was a stat. Um, I think we've got the second least goals conceded in the league. Seventeen games, fifteen goals conceded. Wow. He's a centre back that's scoring goals. He's keeping clean sheets. He's letting in very few. What reasons are there for him not to be going to the World Cup? There's there's zero in my opinion. There's a few. I'm looking at the American squad right now. There's Walker Zimmerman, Aaron yeah. Long. Yeah, just Ooh, they're all quite Papara. old as well. Yeah. yeah. No, there's nobody here who sort of stands out. Get Austin Trusty in your team. Yeah. He'll reappear with the age of that squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Trusty yeah. deserves it 100%. He's been a star centre-back for us. And and being on Sky Sports like that does him all the favours in the world because you'll get the neutral fans watching, you know, and, and they'll be thinking. You'll probably have had a few American fans watching last night. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he's he's got to be on that plane to Qatar, and he? I think it's a stroke of genius, really, to start that USA chant because there's been a loads of um, people on Twitter who are from America just tuning in yeah. and looking at Austin yeah. Trusty. What's, yeah, what was the it... thing with Eustace last night inviting the American coach over to watch him play? Was that something? It's because he's not been announced. Obviously, he's not really been in the squad. And I think Eustace has personally reached out and said, oh, I think you should take Trusty to the World Cup. Mm. Mm. Interesting. I think he's literally openly invited him and said, "This you should take this kid." Yeah, which absolutely. is fine so he was, as long as he, he doesn't a... score past England. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that won't happen. Don't worry. But he was at the game last night, was he? The uh, American, well, head coach was he That's at the what game? I'm trying to work out. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Who, yeah, I hadn't heard that. To be fair, so if Eustace has done that and he's kept a clean sheet and scored a goal like that, it's doing him uh, the world of good, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I I think I captured the sort of the title of it you know it's a perfect night i was sort of dreaming of tapping my fingers on the desk trying to think of a title i was trying to come up with like a a pun at first like toppling top place or something like that ah that's shit that is that's not gonna work um so i just put a perfect night so i was just thinking like what could work as like a title or something if you've got any oh. suggestions then leave them in the comments down below because chances are qpr won't be top anytime soon so i might be needing another one if we <laughs> if we beat the top side soon again um but yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I mean, the long gallo goal. Did anybody see like the build-up for it too? It started yeah. all the way from the back. Uh, then Dini controls it, if I'm not mistaken. Then he plays it round into Hannibal, who gives it into long gallo, and then he makes the rest of the run and places it into the far bottom corner. I mean, like some of the football we were playing in that first half, like you say, Jamie, we were just it was great. It was really interesting, was really fun, fun to watch. Yeah, it was really great. I'm sure this is a talking point, but. Uh... He had a great, great... On the ball, he was phenomenal, but Christ alive, does Hannibal not give anyone else a bit of an art attack when he's on a yellow card? 
Yeah. Oh, he a... scares me to death. He scares me to death. Like it, it, the thing is, once he gets like yellow as well, a lot of players you see sort of slow down, calm themselves. Nope. Not Hannibal. He gets like yellow. He's acting like nothing's happened, and he's still going in. He. So I think <laughs> podcast. As soon as he got like yellow, he had to come off at either half time. 10, 15 minutes after the second half. And that's exactly what Eustace did. And Bakuna came on and did his role well. And that's what that's where we're very lucky. Midfield is an area where our depth yeah. is fairly okay. George Hall, uh, John and James on the bench as well. So 100% the right decision as soon as he picked up that yellow. And I think Eustace bought him off after he did something else as well. Yeah. Maybe a bit of a rough challenge. It was a slide tackle, wasn't it? Um, in QPR's half. So no, right decision to bring him off at 52, I think it was. I think we were a I little think, bit lucky that we were yeah. two goals up. Yeah. Were you about mm. to say that, Jamie? I was going to say he was lucky to be on the pitch at that point because that yeah. tackle to me, I, you know, I said you had a better angle than me because it was the other side of the pitch where I was sat. But as soon as he made that tackle, I thought he's gone. He's yeah. gone. That is the <laughs> quickest substitution yeah. I've ever seen at Burnley and said. That yeah, was if, just lucky. Yeah. He looked at Backer and went, just fucking put my shirt on now. What am I doing? Yeah. Just go on. Like, just just move, come on, we need to get you on. Did he jump out of his seat like a superhero? Just like Thunderbirds go down the down the shoes, get on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. If 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 I think oh. if Hannibal hadn't been on a yellow, a hundred percent that would have been a yellow, but yeah, whether the ref was reluctant to send him off because he didn't feel that was a red card challenge, I don't know. But yeah, lucky to be on the pitch. Mm. I mean, we'll yeah, I mean, fair enough. I mean, like he was still immense though, wasn't he? Yeah, he is phenomenal, and he he's a great shit house, isn't he? Like <laughs> it's been a long time since we've had like a proper centre mid shit house like that. Yeah. Like you, you could see the QPR players just hated him from the word go. They were not happy with him. Yeah, not yeah, and, and we said with um Trusty as well. We have had the uh, sort of American fans watching last night, and I tell you what, there's a lot of Man United fans I now know who watch our games mm. off the back of. I think partly that some still watch for Chong for whatever reason, because he's not their player anymore, but certainly Hannibal will bring a lot of the Man United crowd to be watching our games. But yeah, in terms of a shit-house player, he's just a joy to watch, isn't he? I think we've all fallen in love with him and they, yeah. they say never fall in love with a lone player, but it's hard not to when he's just that much fun to watch. <laughs> he's hilarious, I know. Yeah, I, um, brilliant. Every time we play well and Hannibal plays well, my mate who's a Man United fan, I always just send it in on Twitter and just say, your future captain. Just like yeah. he's just immense, honestly. He, well, he just shows that Man United team up really and how much of a yeah. farce they can be sometimes. Yeah, and I was um I was talking to a mate of mine who's a Man United fan when um Hannibal came to us and he and he literally sent me a message saying, Oh, you might as well keep him because he's never gonna get into the United side. But I'm telling you, the way he's playing, is he what, 19, 20 maybe? Something Somewhere like that. Around that yeah. The way he's playing at the moment, I know Man United's defensive midfield has always been a bit of a weak. Uh, they've got Casemiro now, but McTominay and Fred have been there for a good good amount of time. So if he continues playing like this and just grows as a player and has a good few seasons, I could see him potentially playing for that Man United team one day. Mm. I think, you know, they'd be stupid not to really because you know, they, they, they should reward players who are doing well for uh, other teams as well you know like Hannibal's doing it for us so if he goes mm. back to Man United in the summer or whenever he goes back then mm. give him a chance you know give him some yeah. game time I mean he, I know he mm. came on against Liverpool was it last season when they lost 4-0 and gave a bit of a kick into some of the Liverpool players out there yeah so. he made a few appearances for United last year I know but I've got a question for you guys actually because I asked my dad this out of the loans we've got, realistically, who do you think we can keep hold of? 
because I think the likes of Hannibal, come the end of the season, if we can sign a few, Mm. who's realistic? Because I I don't think we've got a chance in hell of keeping hold of Hannibal. Same with probably Bielik as well. But who do you think, out of the loans we've got, Sanderson, Trusty, Bielik, who do you think's realistic? Who do you think we could keep? I think Sanderson, maybe, on the basis that he never really seems to get a shine in the Wolves team. Mm. You know, they might take a cut deal for him. I think Hannibal's, there's always a potential you could extend another year on him as a loan. Because he is young, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Bielik, I think, is a lot closer than people would realise. I think Bielik's a good potential to get in January. I think as long as the EFL approved this absolute horseshittery with Dong and started like, getting Richardson Lopez in full charge, I think there's every chance Bielik's our player come January the 1st. Yeah. Hopeful. Trusty, I don't like to say it, but I think Trusty's got a very good future and I can see him some not starting 11, but somewhere in Arsenal squad in the next two years. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that, to be fair. Lechetta. What about Longello? Longello's in, yeah. Longello, I think, I think he's either in the last year or two years of his contract anyway, so I think Longello is very doable. Mm, I agree. I think out of all of them, I think for me, Longello's the most realistic because he's from West Ham, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And... I'm not quite sure what he's done prior to coming to Blues in terms of West Ham. I mean, I, I personally, before he came to Blues, I hadn't recognised him. I'd never heard of him in my life, but he's been a phenomenal player. But I pretty much agree with what you said there, Jamie. I think I think B, it might be a bit of a challenge because just because I think Derby will rate him quite highly and they're going to put quite a head. I think we've spoken about it before, Yeah. but I can see him being five, six, seven, eight, nine million pounds quite easily, to be honest. Um. But yeah, I think if there's one player we're going to get guaranteed, I'd say long and probably Sanderson as well, because he sort of went to, did he go to QPR? Was he there last yeah, season? Yeah, he was yeah. there, yeah. So he sort of, Wolves seem to be loaning him out a lot and not really eager to pull him back. So I think Sanderson could be realistic long ago. I agree, Trusty's got a bright future. Arsenal, maybe, maybe not, but they're going to want a decent price for him given how well he's doing. So, I mean, what do you think, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, I didn't realise how, how young Sanderson is, actually. He's only 22. I was expecting him to be a bit older than that. Mm. Um, so we have got quite a young team when we do think of it. Like Hannibal's 19, uh, Sanderson's 22. How old's Bakuna? I just quickly want to check that out. 24, I want to say. Yeah, 25. Mm. He was 25 in August. Um, I mean, like for the team that we've got in that younger category, I feel like we could get quite a few of them because... Like you say, Jamie and uh, Zach, I think you touched on a little bit, we could possibly lengthen out Hannibal's loan maybe because even though I do think that Man United could do with him, I think there's also an opportunity to keep his form up with Blues. Um, but the only risk I think with any of those players is if the end of this season now, because obviously we've got uh, the international break, which I think will do well up until... Can you hear that ice cream van outside, honestly? No, yeah, I heard that. I just looked out my window. It's in the fucking it was... estate down, honestly. <laughs> it's what? It's six o'clock. October, it's October 29th at six <laughs> o'clock, and there's an ice cream van going around. Unless, unless you like, is it unless he's driving booze around? Then I might go out for like a pint <laughs> or something. Maybe that's an idea for an ice cream van. Kids come for the ice cream, you go for the booze. You know, that's a great idea. <laughs> there you uh, go. Marketing. <laughs> it's all, all good ideas on this Blues Focus podcast <laughs> um, what was I talking about oh yeah uh, loan players I feel like it's the end of the season is the big worry for us because like last season 
I feel we could have kept hold a few of um, those um, lone players like Hernandez and Taylor had we have finished the season better and not finished 20th. So it's kind of the mid-season bit we're in now or mid to just beyond that point or maybe just coming up to that point. Um, we're in for a good chance, but we've got to finish the season like that in order for them to come back. Because mm. um, you, you could say the same thing about Hernandez. Like, had we have continued, have we been in this form at the end of the season? He might have come back, you know, Norwich might have gone, you know what, you can keep him, we'll get another winger and you can hold on for him a bit. Yeah, he's a prick. <laughs> James <laughs> doesn't like him anymore ever since he did that celebration. <laughs> I still Speaking like him. I, I like that. I, I, that celebration was annoying, but he's a quality player. Speaking of, you mentioned Taylor though, James, uh, Tommy. Do you think he could be an option? Because he's not in the 26-man squad for Forest, is he? Could he be an option to... Would you want him back in January? I'd, yeah, I'd love him back, but I just wonder whether he doesn't get along with the team, and that's the thing. Because I understand why mm-hmm. Dini and him might not get along. There was stuff about him around the start of the season, and that's fine enough. You know, Andy Cole and Teddy Sheringham never used to get along. Um I think my my memory around my 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 knowledge on those sort of things is a little bit hazy. Tommy's um, just studied creating absolute football rumors here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a complete lie. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but I feel like you know there was I, I'd love him back, but I don't know whether I could do with the whole team sort of being not being friends with him or whatever. Um, but as a striker, I think he's quality, so I'd love him back. It's just mm. whether anybody else would want him back in the team as well. I think that's um, my take on it. I'm reading a lot of rumours about Jude at the minute, that Jude's potentially getting sold, and I've seen a lot of it in the region of 100 to 120 mil off someone in January. And we only got mm. 25. And we get No, but even that 25%, you're telling me we couldn't get at least two or three of them boys on full permanent deals? These oh, yeah, days. yeah, no, definitely that. If that money comes into this club, you're not going, yeah. right, Sanderson, we'll try yeah. Sanderson, Bielik, Longello, mm-hmm. we'll try our arm at trustee. Mm-hmm. and maybe maybe Hannibal but I doubt they'll, they'll put a big price on Hannibal but mm. I think we could always extend Hannibal for another year yeah, yeah I agree 100%. with that 100% I mean Man United I don't think like I said I think he could get into the United team one day but I don't think he's close at the moment with with you know that they want top four each season do they can I see Hannibal yeah. put, helping Man United push for a top four as good as he is in the championship Premier League's completely different kettle of fish isn't it so I think I think Hannibal will be good to extend for another year, maybe even two if he's developing well with Blues. Um, but I think when he hits 21, 22, 23, if he's performing like he is at the moment, he's just going to be impossible to keep. Unless, of course, we go up to the Premier League, but that's a whole different story, isn't it? Don't start talking like that. No, I know, I know. Away. And you know what? I'm trying not to get too... Uh, what I really find with Blues is I try not to get too high or too low. I like Because when... When we're playing like this, I get far too carried away and start talking about, oh, playoffs, yeah, oh, we'll be yeah. Oh, push for top six this year. But I think it's important to remember that we are blues. Things do tend to go wrong quite quickly. But I, I mean, that's speaking quite... of... Oh, sorry, go on. No, all I was going to say is I know, trying not to get too low but or too high, but I'm going to say it. I think our next four games is what? Before the World Cup is Sunderland, Swansea, Millwall and Stoke, isn't it? In my opinion, I think those are all 100% winnable games. And I can't see us winning every single one, but to be honest, I can't see us losing one of them. Mm. 10 points would be nice out of them. Yeah, I think think the aim's eight. I think the minimum, what we should be aiming for, is eight points from those games. If we can get eight and we go into that World Cup period 
in a in a because that'll take us to what 31 points 30 points eight points something like that we are on 23 yeah so if we can be hitting 30 by the time we go into the world cup pretty much in a championship to survive you need 40 and we're talking what november time will be 10 points off where we need to be to just survive which shows the progress we've made in the space of a season's time so if we can be getting 30 points before the world cup maybe 31 i think eight points should be the minimum that it would honestly be incredible yeah, I think you spot on there, Zach. Um, we've got Millwall, Stoke, Swansea, and Sunderland. So them yeah. first two, definitely. Yeah, mm, I think 100%. we can. Swansea might be a bit of a difficult one. I'm not too sure with them. Sunderland as well. So yeah, I, I, I definitely think we should beat Stoke though. They are absolutely terrible. Stoke are in absolute free fall yeah, at the minute. They are. They are. Dreadful, and which yeah. is is Stoke the only away game in that one? I think it is, it is yes. isn't it? Mm. Okay, so I think I think eight points should be the absolute minimum. Hundred percent. Yeah. I think we're just. I mean, I I don't like to say it, but when our best eleven is fit, I don't see any teams that stand with us really in terms of. If we play like we did last night, if we play like we did against Burnley, teams ain't playing against us, man. Mm, they really do. Especially St Andrews, that atmosphere last night, like it felt like a fortress last night. Yeah. There was something so special about that night, uh, last night, wasn't there? Like, all doing yeah. the mm-hmm. clap along towards um, and the through for fourth. I mean, it was just magical, really. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. I mean, it was. It's. It, I think that's the most packed St Andrews we've had since pre-COVID. I think they said, mm. um, and you could tell as well because atmosphere-wise, yeah, it was just booming. And I think there's such a good feel factor around the club. Go back, you know, a couple of months to the start of the season when we weren't really sure where we were going. Fast forward to now, it's it's just a completely different feel. But yeah, last night everything went our way. Fans were brilliant. It just. Just feels great at the moment. <laughs> yeah, just a nasty atmosphere for the away tears. That's yeah. what I mean. Like you just want to make it a horrible place. Yeah, mm. you do. Don't I mean, you? it went a bit far last night, though. I don't know if you saw it half time. The, I know the what you're going to say. The <laughs> and the, like, the yeah. little girl for QPR, she um, she oh, must God. have been about five, and she missed then about a thousand blues. So like, <laughs> I I, as soon as oh. and I didn't think any QPR like kids would take them, and as soon as the guy over the speaker said. Now come the keep the kids to take oh, penalties. God. I knew exactly what was gonna happen. You know, it's bad oh. when the, the guy literally behaved the kids. I was like, oh, I know, I know. She was about Let's the height of my shin, bit. honestly. Oh. She was tiny. <laughs> there, she oh, misses in the whole of the paddocks and the <laughs> behind the gill merits go, hey. I know. Oh, wow. oh dear. Oh dear. Oh, yeah. oh, there's there's making it a fortress and there's knowing the line in there, <laughs> but there you go. We never know the line. <laughs> Nice football fans through and through that in it. Football fans through and through. Yeah. Even of knowing the line and horrible fans, Millwall Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good transition, that Jamie. I like Thanks. that. Well, what yeah. do we think about Wednesday, um, Millwall then? Because I haven't really given it some thought. Really, I haven't watched much of Millwall this year. I know that Rowett's still in charge, but I don't know what's what's your what's your opinions on this. I'll come to you, Zach, first. Um. Anyone at the moment in the championship, I almost don't care who we're playing because I genuinely think we can beat anyone at the moment, particularly at home. Uh, They obviously lost today to Huddersfield, didn't they? Which is a bad, bad result for them. Um, I honestly think we can get all three points. I think we should aim for all three points. It's it's mad that I'm saying that against a a side who are, I think, still in the top. No, they're eighth now, I think, something Mm. like that. But um, 
I think three points we should 100% be going for. They're off the back of a bad loss. We're on fire at the moment. I could see us winning that game again 2-0. I could see us keeping a clean sheet. 15 goals letting in 17 games. We're hardly conceding at all. We're banging mm-hmm. in the goals up top at the moment and we look dangerous when going forward. I think 2-3-0 Blues comfortably, to be honest. And we're only three points off. Oh, I'm just looking at the table now. We just yeah. leapfrog them. Like we got better yeah. goal difference than them at the minute as well. Yeah, it's it's a big game. It's a big game if we want to be pushing this season, to be honest, because it's it's those elusive six pointers in it that we'd always yeah. be talking about at the bottom of the table. But now we're talking about them at the top, which is quite nice. But I think if we want to be pushing this season, the big teams like Millwall, who could be up there, a hundred percent, the games we need to be p- picking up points from. And I think we had Rower for so long, we know what to expect. Yeah. It's going to be Shithauser, mm. it's going to be 4 yeah. 2 3 1, it's going to be big centre forward play, maybe. Yeah. Wingers yeah. running off him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Potentially, we, we could go seventh. Wow, really? Potentially, depending on what results. I mean, depending on what results and who plays that day. Yeah, of course. But potentially, we could go seventh if we win. What I mean, when was the last it? time we saw Blue seventh? Was that under the Rowett era? I think it was before he got mm, sacked. Might have been, or maybe Monk, in that sort of uh, maybe sort of early December times. Maybe mm. I think that's it a long was, time. I think we sacked Rowett when we were seventh or eighth because yeah. we just beat Ipswich two one the night before, yeah. and then he was just sacked. I was like, it's just yeah, I, know. I couldn't believe it. I remember being at work with my mate Max, who's a Blues fan as well. And literally, I just turned around to him, looked at him in the kitchen. He was like, what's up? And I was like, we just fucking sat Rowan. He was I like, know. what? I like, know. everyone's just in disbelief. Yeah, I remember. I called my dad at work and I was like, have you seen this? Rowan's been sat for some unbelievable Honestly. reason. But That yeah. one didn't hurt as much as the Gary Monk one did. I remember actually just sulking for like a couple of yeah. days for that one. It just hurt. Yeah. That one did. He was, he was, he was... He got us playing the best football and doing the best we'd done since Rowett. So that mm. one, that one did hurt. I was, I was, I was gutted to lose Monk as well. To be fair, but at the moment, this is the best period of Blues I think we've seen since Rowett. So in the end, it's taken what eight years. But in the end, it looks like it's uh, <laughs> eight years to finish twelve. <laughs> mental, going going off on a slight tangent, where is Gary Monk nowadays? Under tree, maybe. Yeah, maybe so. Because I haven't, I haven't heard of him since he's left Blues. Really, he went to Wednesday, uh, didn't he? And yeah, then... he did. Where and he hasn't managed. Uh... Yeah, he's not managed since then. No, he, he hasn't. He hasn't. So whether he's just show... doesn't want to manage anymore. Mm. Yeah, his last club, Sheffield Wednesday, nineteen twenty. So he's been out the job for a while. Whether he gets another job, I don't know. Whether he wants it. I don't know. I think he's still a, a decent manager, to be fair. But oh, absolutely, yeah. He did well for us, didn't he? But he's been out of the game for a while, so maybe he just doesn't want to get back in. Mm. I think don't blame him. The, but the, when you compare all three of them, Rowett, Monk and Eustace, I always think you've got like sort of realism with them because there's never been like when you when they're in the interviews, uh, the ones I've watched back with Rowett and the ones I've witnessed with Monk, you know, it's like, They've they've never had interviews where they've gotten carried away or whether they sound like demotivated like they did with Bowie or bewildered when it was Karanka. You know, it's like mm. they were always had like a plan B and when things went well, there was a realism, uh, a realistic talk about things and how we put that right. Uh, and sorry, how we look at the game and how we take positives away and how we develop for the next week and that. Where I feel like 
that's exactly the type of people you get, you know, with these sort of managerial roles, you know, they're just like head screwed on, you know what I mean? Like, like mm. with Eustace's interviews, it's the same with monks and Rowett's. I, I can see a lot with what they say in them. Yeah, it's it's not the it's not the stereotypical same answers every time. He, no. he does he does pick up on a few different things and yeah, he speaks well. He's he's just he comes across brilliantly and, and I think some managers more than others, you can tell they just know what they're talking about and they yeah. know their squad well. And Eustace for me a hundred percent gives that impression. Yeah, I mean I I personally think we will be well war because like you say, we've been on a run for a bit. Millwall are, you know, are, and they've just lost the game. And, and that's how bad, and that's how like uh, losing streaks do happen. You lose one game and then the next sort of, it's like a domino effect almost, the next mm. sort of start to fall. Um, and, and that's what I kind of expected after the Blackburn game. I was sort of like, uh, this is going to be this season now, isn't it? It's going to go back to like how it was. You know, the run's been decent, but... You know, we'll just have to accept that this is going to be another one of those seasons down the bottom half. But to win that game was like really strange. And like, I feel like there was like, a, I don't know about you guys, but like when the goals went in, there was like, there was almost like a shock to it almost, like the, especially the Longello one. I just didn't know what to say. I didn't know how to react. I don't know what you guys were like, but it was I, the quality of the goals for me as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, like, they were brilliant, weren't they? I mean, I would have liked... I know I said I was going to put Longello on to score, and I'm still fuming I didn't. Imagine the odds I would have put to Longello to score on his weaker foot from outside the box. Can <laughs> we Google it? My God. Uh, that would have been some tasty odds there, I won't lie. But uh, yeah, the goals were quality, weren't they? I think, I think I'm quite different to you, Tommy, in the sense that after the Blackburn game, I 100% saw us bouncing back. Mm. I really did expect us to play... To play well, I think I put out, in fact, I put out a tweet before the game yesterday saying uh, Blues to win 2-0, mark my words. And we actually did. Oh, you so, did? Um, I was buzzing with that. I was, I guess, again, it's weird. Whenever I always, two or three days before the game, I'll give a realistic answer. And as the build-up gets closer and I get more excited, seven <laughs> my confidence goes through the roof. But no, the goal's brilliant yesterday. Um, But I, I had that belief yesterday and it obviously came in. Oh, there it is. Blues to win 2-0, Mark Martin. Yeah. Words. There we go. There we go. So the ball knowledge, impeccable, isn't it? Please Just tell me you retweeted out. yourself and put like the Jose Mourinho. Oh, yeah, I, I did. I, I am I Jose I Mourinho. Impeccable unreal. Ball <laughs> Just unreal. Unreal. <laughs> unreal ball knowledge, that. But yeah, I was uh, proud of that, you know. I was proud. So um you know, but I, yeah, quality. I, I, I hate that saying, that ball knowledge and when people use yeah. that because it sounds so American, it really annoys me. It but, does a bit, it does a bit. I use it I, too I, much, I think. But I like it in that context. That's really funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's worked well, it's worked well. Fantastic. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, why is this thing so slow? There we go. Okay. Sorry, I'm just trying to screenshot them because that would be quite funny to put in on the podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oh, one thing we haven't talked about actually from the QPR game was the Ruddy save um, from the penalty. I mean, first of all, did you think it was a penalty? Do you want to go, Zach? Or do you want me to? Okay. Go on, you go. Uh, no. No. So from the angle I was, obviously, I'm a, everyone's would have watched it on Sky now, so they'll have their own opinion. But at the time, your man's diving for a header. Like, he was literally near height to Longello. Well, it's not high foot. And mm. he, I don't think his foot connected with his head. So I no, don't I don't think he did either. QPR spent, mm. I'd say, about 40 minutes of that game on the floor, 
begging for every decision. Completely agree with mm. you. It's yeah. just desperation from them when they were getting to the point where they were desperate for anything. Yeah. I think it's horrible. By the rule book, I think it is a penalty because it says any high foot that's close to the head is a penalty, regardless of how it happens. So you look at yesterday, I don't know who the QPR player was, but he's died for the header. Longelow's intentions are to completely to go, go for the ball. Mm. He's got the ball and he's he hasn't even made contact with, with the QPR player's head. But because in the rule book it states if the foot's close to the head, it's seen as a high foot, then it is. So by the yeah. rule book, it is a penalty. But it, in actual, you know, if you look at the context around it, he hasn't made contact with his head. He's not going for his head. He's completely gone for the ball. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a penalty. So... Yeah, it's yeah. probably just the rules being stupid there, isn't it? I think I think the thing that infuriated me the most is the ref didn't give it a first. The ref took about 10 mm. seconds. The lino, who is a good six feet away, didn't do that with the flag. Because you no. do that, don't you, Tommy, to say, like, penalty? Um, mm. I don't know. Flag across the chest or something? That's no, I, I feel like the referee... I, I only know the referee's commands. All The only ones I know for a linesman are obviously the offside, the throws, and then there's the foot... There's mm. the, Substitution, so you hold your flag up like that uh-huh. over the top there. I don't know what the handball one or, or the penalty one is. I think you just wave your flag if you some, think something's but he didn't I think do you anything. He was, the spot, just stood, he was just stood there like that. Yeah, Come there on. was that's what annoys the hell out of me with referees, particularly in the AFL. I mean, Premier League refs are a little bit more, uh, a little bit more sort of on it because they've got VAR to back them up if they're wrong. But like, there's so many chances where there's like a foul or something, or if it goes out for a throw particularly and they're not sure, rather than just giving it and getting the play back under away, they wait for about 10 seconds to just looking at each other to give a decision together, which is what yeah. referees and linesmen are always told is that go together. But where if one leads, like if the liner sees it first and he gives it that way, you know, if it's particularly if it's in the corner where the, only the linesman can see, because if the ref is stood behind them and then he gives the throw, if the referee follows with him, then it looks convincing, but that's what annoys the hell out of me is when there's like a one in between where like neither of them can see it or neither of them are sure. So they sort of wait for like 10 seconds. The crowd are getting edgy, the players are getting edgy, the staff are getting edgy, and then everybody's sort of you're losing the control of the game. Mm. And then they give a decision eventually. And then literally every single little touch on the ball on the player is then going down foul because they don't want to lose control of the game. But where you lose control more of the game when you do that, rather than just being confident in your decision, you know, you lose the flow of the game and then you get yeah. stupid shit like that, where last night where QPR were complaining for every single little touch that when there was literally just a clearance on the ball, but because they go down and everybody's up, it's like, shit, better give it then. Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah. it, this, There's no reason to. You should give the decisions that are real decisions. You know, like if Manny Longella had come across the QPR player wins the header and Manny Longello kicks him in the head. That's a penalty. But it, even if you're, when, when he comes across and the, it looks like there might be a bit of contact, but you're not sure, but because everybody's been on your back for the last 20 or so minutes, which we had to, because we were under the cosh a little bit at the time towards that bit of the game before the penalty, then he's obviously going to give it, isn't he? So mm. I don't know. It just annoys me, stuff like that. I just wish that they would just, you know, just go together and stop giving one minute of added time, which they didn't do last night, actually. Yeah, they gave six minutes as well for the second half, which I was surprised. <laughs> like, nothing yeah. happened. Yeah, in I the first, dad, two, three, four Yeah. I know, I know. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, this will be three, four minutes max. When he showed six, oh, I was fuming, fuming. But they always do that. They always give more for the second half, don't they? Yeah. But... I am a, I'm a very firm believer in football karma in terms of 
it won a penalty last night and justice was given. We saved it. Yeah. Great definitely. save as well. Awesome. Great save. save. Really yeah. good save, wasn't it? Really good. And I love his reaction. I love goalkeeper. I've, I've, Pointing, I mean, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's not celebrating. He's not going up to the crowd and going like this. He's straight back oh, switched on for the corner because they took it quite quickly, the corner. Mm. So the players needed to be, to be fair. But no, class save from Ruddy. He's been a class actor. We've... I at least have spoken about him a million times this season, saying how brilliant he is. So I'm not going to go on a, on a chat tangent again. But yeah, phenomenal no, you should, again man. Last That's night. the thing. You, he's, you get he, a form going, and then you yeah. start banging on about him every single time. I, I did say this though, like he's what 37, I think. Mm. So I mean, look at someone like Buffon, who's gone on to what 44, 45. There's still a good two, three years in John Ruddy because he doesn't look like a keeper who's. Some keepers look old. And you can tell they look old and are slowing down. Mean, yeah. he, he looks like he's 25, 26 and is mm. he's only just, his career. just turned 36. Wow. Oh, has he? I thought he was older than that. Well, no, there so you go. He's just turned 26 on the uh, 36 on the 24th of October. We've uh. still got two, three years in yeah, John I think, if he yeah. wants it and we want it. 100%. Yeah, we, we, so we should continue if, with him, yeah. Yeah, for sure. If we can give him a contract extension and everything and he wants it, he could be our goalkeeper for the next two, three years because he is a solid, solid option. Controversially, I'm going to say he's the best keeper we've had in the championship so far. Since we've been down? Yeah. I'd probably yes, agree no, with that. Yes, no, I agree, yes. There is no way you can argue Lee Camp over this one, unfortunately. No, no. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Oh, man. We'll give that one to Ruddy, I think. Although Lee Cam was the first name he popped in my mind for some reason. He shouldn't be, but he, he, I mean, Efridge, Efridge was a decent keeper, I think. He was okay. Um, Not for us, he hasn't been. But uh, I think, he, start, I think he started well for us. I think he started really well for us. to be. When we first signed him, I think the first few months he was brilliant. I remember a few games that stood out to me. I think one against Luton where he was just unreal. He, he's, he, I think he started well for us, Efridge, and then as time has gone on, he's he's certainly mm. gone off the radar a bit, Annie. But I still think he's a decent keeper and could do a job for another championship side. To be honest, I think he's a good yeah. backup to have. Put it that way. Yeah. It's in the past with the likes of Truman and Z, uh, uh, Gcock and that. It's been a bit, bit, bit shaky. But he's certainly a good backup to have on the bench. I mean, the only person who else I could think of maybe rivaled John Ruddy to be a better goalkeeper than than we've had in the Championship is maybe Jack Butland at stretch. Even then, I don't Mm -hmm. think he's done the... Because he was young at the time, I don't think he's done the sort of performances that Ruddy has done. I don't know. I just think overall, in terms of... Especially, it's been a long time since we've had a keeper where we trust this much. He'll come out, he'll grab the ball from corners. He just relieves that pressure so well. And the thing is, I liked Efridge's shot-stopping. I did. I thought he was a good little shot-stopper. But I used to shit myself every time the ball went to his feet. Yeah. yeah. He's got and, and from crosses, Efridge concerned me with crosses. I he won't just lie. Stand, I, he'd stand on his line. Which is surprising for someone so tall. And, and with big arms as well. I, I always think, you know, you come out as a goalkeeper with, what, I don't know, like 80-inch reach perhaps, and you can't catch the ball. It's like... It confuses I mean, I, me, that one does. Yeah, I, I very much liked Efridge when he first came to us. I think he did fall off. Like I said, I think he could do a job for another championship team. I think he's a good backup to have. But I agree, and John Ruddy's been... I can't really comment on Butland because I didn't watch him, to be fair. But in terms of what I've seen, no one's even close to Ruddy. Like like you said, Jamie, you just feel so safe and so assured. And like you just feel like you're not going to get a mistake from Ruddy. He made that mistake, actually, in pre-season, didn't he, against Rayo Vallecano, was it? Mm. Something like that. 
So I remember <laughs> that one. And I was thinking at the time, oh God, I I hope this don't go the way I think it's going. But since he's just been unreal. Yeah. Brilliant keeper. The issue is when we lost Sarkic last season, I thought that's the best keeper we're going to have for a long time. Right? And he's gone. You know and Ruddy's come walking in and he's been fantastic. I completely forgot about Sarkic. I see Sarkic for me is is yeah the closest we've had. Yeah. Because before when Sarkic left, he was our player of the season for me. And I think he was phenomenal. Mm, and and yeah. Wolves have got themselves a good keeper on their hands there. Um, if they ever play him, yeah, this is sticking in goal. They're doing fucking rubbish, aren't they? Yeah, I mean Jose Sar starts, doesn't he? And Sar is a good keeper. Um, I don't know whether Sarkic plays in cup games for Wolves. I guess they haven't really had any cup games yet, have they? But he yeah. deserves. He he'll, he'll be a good keeper, Sarkic. He's got the build. He's got the height. He's confident. He's assuring between the sticks. So he'll go on to have a good career. He will. Yeah, they drew today with Brentford. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I still think that for a team like Wolves, particularly, they could do with a better keeper. And I feel like. Give Matthias Sarkic a go. Why not? You know, I mean, like You're in he... the mud anyway. You might as well give him experience. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and also in the meantime, if you if you don't improve, then you can get relegated as well. <laughs> so that'd be great <laughs> for us. That's fine. Yeah. Villa, Wolves, all come down. Forest and Everton as well. as well. I'm not a big fan of Everton. Yeah, we'll have four teams go down time. this season then, <laughs> and then we'll go up. Carbon baggies go down. Like I said before, lads, like. And just imagine the scenes. We hit a playoff, sixth or fifth, go up via playoffs, and the, then <laughs> Villa and Wolves come down. Ah, oh. oh, that would be I, amazing. Tears of joy for week. I mean, if if we were to, oh no, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, no we can't, can't do this. It. We can't. No, do I'm going to ask it. I'm going to ask it. If we were to go up, would you want to do it? We're not going to get automatic. Oh, okay. I am getting ahead of myself, right? But if we were to do it, <laughs> we're not going to do you it. Rather do it through automatics or playoffs, because playoffs. for me, playoffs every day of the week. Give me a Wembley day out. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, well, no because I'd go automatic because you're up then. Would you? If you go for... Nah. Are, we, are we talking this hypothetical, very yeah. unrealistic situation? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. As if, but... like, if we... Which yeah. one would no, like, you prefer to finish in? In your hypothetical, perfect scenario, like, even if you said playoffs, we're going to go up in the playoffs and we're oh, going to win at Wembley. Yeah. I'd love yeah. a day out of Wembley. Yeah. I mean... Number one. Yeah. I mean, The playoffs yeah. for me... I, they're great. They're my favourite game. I prefer them to the Champions League final. I love yeah, the I playoffs. Do, yeah. League one, League two, Championship, because there's so much riding on it for each team in each division. Playoffs are huge. For the big yeah. six, the big clubs, of course, they want to win the Champions League, but they're always going to be big clubs because the money's there. For little clubs, for little clubs in League two and League one, you know, in, in Championship clubs, you get like, what, 120 million for going up to the Premier League? Yeah. Something like that. That is, that is, yeah. Game changing. The thing is, though, like, in, I mean, this is sort of like off in this hypo- hypothetical scenario we're talking about. If we already know it's going to happen, it takes the fun out of the playoffs because what the good thing about the playoffs is so the nerves and the bitterness oh, yeah. and the and the fear of losing in the last minute at Wembley, knowing that the team you, you've just lost to are about to go in the Premier League and you're going to have another year in the Championship. That's the devastating feel about it. So the only reason I do say automatic in the way that I'd know that we'd already be there, I, I'd, I'd hate to go to a game knowing we've already won it in the in a very tight situation. It's like if I came from the future, back from this point now, knowing we're going to finish and win the playoffs, it'd be great. But it would also be like, well, I knew this was going to happen. So I might as well go up through the automatic promotions oh. because then 
we know we're in the Premier League. So I don't know. It's, it's, I get that. Yeah. I do get that. I mean, I definitely wouldn't ask future me every single result and run to fucking Paddy Power like no tomorrow. <laughs> You're like Bender at a future armor, you are. <laughs> telling, telling me I wouldn't have to, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, I would, yeah. I would, can, I just, can you just also tell me yeah, what time them goals were? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he was get on the phone to him, yeah, spell. just like, yeah, right, okay, let me get a pen and paper, let me just write all this down. <laughs> yeah, chuck your life savings cool. on it. But, but nah, <laughs> if we if we had to go up for me, it'd be... I, you can't you to be fair you can't enjoy the playoffs as much when your team's in it I don't feel because it's just pure stress yeah. like a game like that as a, since I've become a Blues fan like I said I, I haven't supported them as long as you two um, but I haven't really experienced except for maybe last day of the season potential relegation games I haven't experienced anything like you did with the cup final or so a, a playoff for me I I yeah, if I a game went playoffs. to penalties for example I, I couldn't watch I genuinely couldn't do it have you not watched it's the Blues penalty shootouts? Oh, I have Most watched. Uh, yeah, I've watched Blues penalty shootouts in terms of like like the one against Coventry, like in in little cup games and everything. And of course, I did watch the um, Blues Cup run, but obviously, I wasn't really my dad supporting them, but I wasn't yeah. obviously following them as much. Um, but if that happened now, if we had a Wembley playoff final penalty shootout, I could I couldn't do it. I'd, I'd have I'd to turn around. No, I'm incredibly yeah. confident in penalty shootouts, and I have no idea oh, yeah. why. Because in a cup game, when I was playing for my Sunday League team, I fucking scuffed it wide. So I've no <laughs> idea where I get this confidence from. Um, but in the Euros, I was really confident. I was like, "Come on, lads, we're gonna fucking do this." And it was the same for the Coventry game as well. I was absolutely. My brother hates penalty shootouts, particularly the England Columbia game. If anybody remembers that in the World yeah. Cup, mm, he was yeah. up the curtains, hiding in them like that. You just couldn't watch. Yeah. I was like, "Come on, Dyer, come on!" <laughs> and was it Eric Dyer? Was it Eric Dyer who t- yeah, stood yeah. up for the last pen? See, I, I was nervous at that point. I thought, Eric that's... Dyer. Yeah, uh, when Harley Dean stepped up for that last penalty against Coventry, yeah. I was like, he's got it, he's got it. Just like absolutely screaming <laughs> the place. He's got it, he's going to do it. He stuck it in. Did that oh, cradle oh, celebration yeah, as well. It's celebration. Like, fucking get yeah. in, we're going for Leicester. Oh, you love so, a good oh, penalty shoot. Oh, they are great, they are great. Got a question for you, actually. Uh, the FA Cup's coming up soon-ish. Um, who would you like in the round three, two? Which which rounds? Is it the third round we're into? Yeah, I think yeah. I think championship and prem come in the third round, mm. don't they? Is it is is it championship and lower prem or is it championship and no, it's all, all prem? All Premier is League, it... yeah. It's not like the Car- Carling Cup where it's only the Premier League aside from the European Premier yeah. League teams, yeah. Um oh, I'd love to I'd love a game against the inbreds. I'd love a game against the <laughs> as well, like, it's so especially long, at the it? minute. They're in the bin at the minute, like oh it'd be great. Um yeah. I don't know, just a nice game, really. A nice... You know, like an away day or something, or like mm. something fun. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Watch out. Watch wor- just that look now. Man City away. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, worst, by them. the worst games to get are like the championship teams who are in and around yeah. where you are like Sunderland or Reading or Millwall. We had Blackburn one season. I was just games. like, I'm not going. Yeah. To yeah. I remember that. I, f- I agree. A game against the Villa, it's been, it's been a long time, hasn't it? The way they're playing, the way we're playing. Yeah, Do you think oh, we'll that... beat them if we got them in the cup? Depends on I the think, teams I we think they, put out. They, they need to focus on the Prem a lot more than we need to focus on the Championship right now. Mm, yeah, They're definitely play a weaker wrong. team. I think I if know, they though. put out, I think if they if they put out their full strength side, no, we wouldn't win. I don't think we would. They've got too many big names. They're they're doing poor at the moment, of course, but 
their 11, Coutinho, Ings, Watkins. I mean, yeah. as much as I want to back Blues, we wouldn't beat a full-strength Villa team. But if they put out a weaker side, some of their, even just four or five of their backup players, I yeah, I think we could yeah. be. Yeah. I mean, like, if we do... Though, would it be? Yeah, it would be amazing. I mean, if we do play the Villa, I can absolutely guarantee you that we'll have an absolutely golden opportunity miss because um, I don't have the list with me because I did write it down the other day. Um, it, genuinely, in the time from 2015 to 2019 when we last played them, I think, right, in the 15-16 game in the Carling Cup, Viv Solomon Osterball missed that chance right in front of the... Was it the whole end or whatever? There was that chance. Then yeah. there's Magoma, which we'll probably try and have to brush over that one. In the we'll edit this six, one out. <laughs> well, yeah, in the 16-17 season, the home game. Um, also, Clayton Donaldson missed two great chances in bar, that game. Yeah. yeah, And also, and volley. yeah, oh God, I nearly crashed my head off the sofa that one. I just couldn't believe <laughs> you missed it. Uh, yeah. And then Adams away in that same season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Jota in the 17-18 season when we should have won 1-0. And then everybody had a chance that game, it felt like. Gallagher away when we lost 2-0 and Horahan mm-hmm. and uh, Adoma scored for them. Then in the 1890s, this is going on forever, this is, uh, Adams missed, obviously hit the post. And then in the uh, home game, Craig Gardner missed two great opportunities towards the end as well. So if we do play in the FA Cup, I'm going to put a bet on for us missing the greatest chance in human yeah. history. We'll do like a Pele, yeah. like Deeney goes around the one side of him and then <laughs> rolls it past the post instead we should have equalised. How written in the stars would it be though to be 0-0 93rd minute and Troy just steps up with a penner? Oh, <laughs> I couldn't, oh. again, I couldn't watch. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I'd be all over it, like, come on, Danny! I'd be so scared because he's either gonna, he's either gonna hit the top left or top right corner, or it's gonna go over the stadium. It's one of We've all seen the power he can generate against all City. Imagine the venom he'll put in against Villa. Oh man, it'd be written in the stars, wouldn't it? He scores every single time he plays them as well. Whether it'll be scoring them and we lose five one, but you know, (laughs) he'll still celebrate like he's won the World Cup. Yeah, well, Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, it, it would be great to play them again, but I'd prefer to have, like, a good away day, really. I don't really care how we do in the Cup because I know we're not going to get very far. Um, so, I don't know, maybe, like, a, a Man United away or an Arsenal away. Maybe Spurs, actually. They could go to that mm. new stadium. That wouldn't be too bad. Mm. Yeah. Or it's just... West Ham? Yeah, we've had West Ham before, though, haven't we? So, I was just thinking maybe yeah. something different or... I don't know. There's, yeah. I feel like there should be other ones that I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some good ones. I'd always like a Newcastle because um, that would be I've good. Yeah, Newcastle's Newcastle away one and... round. I would never do. I refuse. Really? Yeah. I am shit scared of heights. Oh really? There's no <laughs> way on God's green earth you are putting me fifteen set of stairs <laughs> up in the gods. I yeah. went to Sunderland oh. in the seventeen eighteen uh, season, and that was quite <laughs> that was quite high up. <laughs> I would have an aneurysm pre kickoff. I'd We'd... die. When we went to Blackpool, right, um, last season, we went on the roller coasters. Would you go on roller coaster, Jamie? No, not even for a I video. Point blank, not a chance. If I gave you ten grand, would you do it? <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> I think about it. Wow. Not even for a blog. If I stuck you on a, if we went on uh, the roller coaster in December when it is uh, Blackpool away, would you I'm not go on the not roller Blackpool coaster? Away anyway. I'm in Liverpool. <laughs> oh man, Sorry, that would be so fun. Yeah, he, yeah. he says he's at Liverpool. He says he's in Liverpool, but he's not really. He's just. I'm in Liverpool the 9th of December on the Friday. There's <laughs> no way I'd make it to Blackpool. Oh man, yeah, 
I mean, I, um, I would like to go to Newcastle because I, I enjoyed it last time I was up there. Because um, mm. Sunderland, as far as I know, Sunderland and Newcastle aren't too far away. So we went to the game in the day and then we went to Newcastle on the night, which was quite good, actually. Um, mm. yeah, it was right before Christmas as well. So it was like 23rd, go and watch the game and then come back for Christmas Eve and then Christmas Day the next day. So that was really cool, actually. Yeah. Um, and I'd quite like to have a day out as well because the FA Cup's all sort of about that. Um, mm. you know, home uh, away to like West Ham or someone or away at Man United. I mean, that'd be great, you know. They'll be going, going to give them a game, I think. Get Taif, Chong and Anibal Maybury to stick, and, stick two goals past them and beat them in the cup. Mm. Yeah, yeah, nice, man. wouldn't it? <laughs> Do the Sioux celebration. The beauty of the FA Cup as well, you always get more tickets, don't you, away? Yeah, that's the mm. thing, yeah. On more. I just don't... I just hope we don't get like... Like we did with last season, we got Plymouth in the first fucking round, honestly. Just oh, yeah, we got absolutely mauled that game, too. Tragic, wasn't it? 1 0, was it? Extra yeah. time. And Troy was out for like three months after, weren't he, as well? Yeah. 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 That was a sad day, wasn't it? They, they played us off the pitch. They were fucking great, though. Yeah. I to tell you. They deserved it. Deserved it. Mm. Did they go up, though, that season? Were they in League Two or were they in League One still? No, they, they've been in League One for a few years now. They've They've always been up there. They've always been around the playoffs, I think. Um, I don't know how they're doing this season. I think they're doing all right, to be fair. This first um, yeah, they're one of them. But yeah, they've always been around the playoffs, but just never quite gone up. I just I just like a good team to play away against, really. How about Chelsea? Chelsea wouldn't be too oh, bad. Chelsea would be any of the top six, to be honest. Yeah. Arsenal. Arsenal would be a laugh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would be quite funny to go and start singing the Carling Cup champions to them. That would be quite funny. <laughs> that would be good. Watch that would be cry. good. <laughs> oh, man. I just hope we don't get someone like uh, if we do get in the way game which I'm hoping for we get like Bournemouth or Southampton or someone like it just be like oh you're kidding yeah. me although contrary though I wouldn't be too dis- I wouldn't I can't phrase it now I wouldn't disappointed wouldn't be disappointed if we got Brighton <laughs> Brighton <laughs> that wouldn't that'd be, be too bad one. that'd be a good away game be a good one mm-hmm by the coast and everything. Yeah, yeah. Stay on the beach. Yeah, yeah it'd be all right to be fair. So you can do a proper weekend away, can't you? Depending on where you get. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Although in this, although in January it might be a bit too cold for that. Going for ah, a dip in the sea. Change, <laughs> oh, climate change. Yeah. <laughs> it's not how that works. Get it after somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, unless we're playing it in fucking Peru or somewhere, you know, just like. <laughs> oh right. Anyway, we've got enough topic. We were talking about very much. <laughs> Oh yeah, we out. What that was like an hour ago. We were talking about Millwall, and it, my God, Jesus Christ, oh. we ended up talking about John Roddy and who's the best keeper since he is, and then yeah, FA Cup games. At least we weren't talking about Bob the Builder. You know, we were doing yeah, that. A couple at least of we stayed ago. somewhat on topic this time. If you're wondering why that podcast was so long, it's because genuinely I was just rattling on about fixing the stadiums with fixing the stands with fucking Bob the Builder. <laughs> I, I watched it back and I was like. I thought this was really funny at the time. It's just me just droning on about why the stands on fixed. Just cuts, bang out. Go, I'm not watching that. <laughs> I enjoyed it. So, yeah, we, we talk some shots on this podcast, but that's what you're here for. <laughs> what podcasts are for, isn't it? That's yeah, what you're here for the content, guys. Yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> what do we actually think? What do you think, Tommy, in terms of the score for Millwall? Then, I, I I'm thinking. Who said two nil? Who said two nil? Zach. Zach. Yeah, oh. I'm going two nil Millwall. You know, what, I'll stick with. I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna join you with that one because although I feel like Millwall could do us, I feel like they could put up a bit better for, bit of a better fight than fucking QPR did the other night. 
I feel like, you know, I feel like that when we hit these runs of form sometimes, teams like Millwall, who have been doing well, can sort of underestimate us. Do they still have Benicophobia? Don't know. I know they lost mm. Jed Wallace to yes. Zaggies. Um, yeah. I'm trying. Do they still have Kiftenbeld? I don't know. I'm not I think sure. they have him, but they don't play him. Mm. Yeah. I know he's uh, mid 30s now, is he? Kiftenbeld? God, I'm missing that. <sighs> 32, yeah. Let me have a look who they've got. Oh, no, he's I not. He's at, he's at um, FC Emmen. Ah. A team in the, the Netherlands. Didn't know this. Why Mill wasn't I informed about this? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I Mill could have brought him back. Mill have Connell Truman. I forgot about that. He's, yes. I don't know if he's back up or whatnot, but Murray Wallace at the back. I'm sort of listing names that we might know. Uh, I just remember the last time we went. I, I went. I went to Millwall last season. I just remembered that they're like the tallest squad I think I've ever seen. They yeah, were got big giants. Oh, fucking enormous team. Yeah. Who's the oh, guy at the back again? Uh, so their defense is uh, they've got Murray Wallace, Sean Hutchinson, Jake Cooper. It might have uh, been Cooper. I think he's like Charlie Cresswell. Maybe they've got they've got uh Callum Styles, obviously, who was from Barnsley. I want to say mm. George Honeyman, uh, Benny Kofobi, yeah, Tom Bradshaw. Yeah, I won't lie, guys. I don't recognize a lot of these names. I just know that they're very. Rick Shithouse type of players, yeah. you know, the rock hard defenders like Jake Cooper. I remember he absolutely tore us to shreds that fucking yeah. game last season. It was amazing. They've got obviously Gary Rout is coach. They've got Paul Robinson there as a coach. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, Andy Marshall. He, I swear he used to be a keeper coach for Blues. I recognize the name. Uh, I think I Andy so. Marshall was. That is incredible ball knowledge if you've called that. <laughs> I mean, what can I Stop say? Let me, let me have a look. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see. Andy Marshall, what's he done? Great ball uh, knowledge. That would be incredible. Here we are. Uh, 21-22, Birmingham City goalkeeper coach. Him, wow. The there ball knowledge on If we there do a pub go. quiz team, then it's got to be us three, honestly, because we'll, we'll, we'll I honestly smash think, it out of the park. I think a good idea for a bo- podcast, right, would be like a Birmingham City quiz sort of thing. We could add that One to One of a... us hosting it. Do that as and a then, Christmas uh, quiz, perhaps. I think that'd be a really good idea. So, uh, yeah. if you want to chuck in that question, who was a Birmingham goalkeeper coach 21 22? I'll a... be taking that answer very nicely. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. You'll have that scene out of the office. He's throwing a kettle over a pub. What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, we might do a Christmas quiz, actually. We'll get a couple of people down, get this asking some questions. Maybe Jack, uh, Zach. I've done it again. <laughs> Maybe Zach. Sorry, because my brother's called Jack and I'm always shouting at him for some reason. <laughs> I let you off, Tommy. I let you off. Jack and Zamy every single time. <laughs> so I feel like Zach could be our um, Chris Terrence, maybe, or someone like that on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. We could do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That'd be quite funny, Ooh, wouldn't it? Oh, that's a good idea. That's a good idea, that is. Yeah, Who around Christmas time, though. Around Christmas, I think that's the best time to do a, yeah, yeah. a quiz-type Birmingham. Uh, When's the... <laughs> When's the last game? Is it Reading? When's that game? It's the 18th, isn't it? Before what? The last game before Christmas? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, 16th. 16th of December. That's the last that's one changed. before Christmas? So, yeah. I swear that's, that's changed. That's early, that. I thought it was the 18th. Yeah. Ah, that, yeah, you're right. Reading's the last one before Christmas. So, literally, after the World Cup, we've got two games and we've got a 10-day mm. break. But then they come 
Yeah, then Burnley, Hull, Borough. So, yeah, we've actually got... To be fair, that's quite sad. And then when the World Cup starts between now and Christmas, we'll have two games. That's... Yeah. Oh, oh my I God. I normally love the, the fucking, festive period, but... The fucking Reading game is two days before the World Cup final. Is it? Yeah. If we're in that World Cup final, I am going to be shitting myself for the whole <laughs> week. Oh, my oh, God. Imagine. Imagine. Can you imagine, right? It, I mean, this is what annoys me about this World Cup is the fact that we're having to play. So we're 10th. We've got... No, it was 10th of October. I'm on the wrong calendar. On the 10th of December, we've got Blackpool. But it's also the quarterfinals of the World Cup. If England are playing in that quarterfinals, you know how pissed off I'm going to be? Like, we're going to be Blackpool. It, chances are but they'll kick off just by the time the game finishes, maybe, or something like that. Like, that's just going to be shite, honestly. Wait, just... so so we're playing Blackpool the same day as the World Cup semi-final? Quarter-finals. So there's, Quarter it, finals. we kick off at three. Qatar are two hours ahead of us, I want to say. Yeah, they are. Depending on when they kick those games off, I've no idea. But You can only watch one. Which one are you watching? Can't fucking do that to me, honestly. <laughs> Particularly if we're playing like France or someone in the quarterfinals with a chance to go into the semi-finals. Oh, man, you can't yeah. do that to me. Yeah. Maybe England at a stretch because I could watch them both screens. Maybe. Blues to go up or England to win the World Cup? Blues to go up. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Not a competition for me. <laughs> I've had me? my heart broken too many times by England. <laughs> That's why yeah, I'm thinking I'd... about that, yeah. Blues to go up for me every day of the week. 100%. Oh, I'm really torn between it because in in past years like if we like if you had asked me this last year i'd have gone blue to go up because we were absolutely shocking last season but i think we're doing all right now so i'm not too mm. sure and again like if we don't win this world cup then which one have we got chances of winning it because i'm thinking if we don't win this one then harry kane's coming towards the end of his career then he's not going to be our main striker yes jude and foden are going to be there but i can't think of anybody else so i'm like i want to win this yeah. world cup i know for, for me You'd be fine. I know, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the type of players I'm thinking of. But who else replaces like Harry well, Kane? Well, Leco will start to come into form at that point, <laughs> so he'll get he'll get his run in the team. <laughs> We've got to stop violating Leco on this podcast, <laughs> you know. We've it's got me. to stop. It's, me it's you. If we it's get you. Stop player, it. Watch is this, right? And then come on this pub and say, Oh Joe, it's your fucking pub. We're Leco. Shit. That's what it is, I <laughs> Oh dear. Leave that him. Yeah, leave that Oh man. I'd him like that for. Oh man. Yeah, I'll start bullying Lacadinho now. Sorry, lads. Lacadinho, honestly, continue to do it even after you've apologised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I feel like that run up to Christmas isn't looking too bad, actually. I feel like. You know, I think the only two games we've got a little bit of a worry with is Swansea and um, Sunderland. But even then, I still think they're winnable games. I feel like yeah. we've got... yeah, I Sunderland feel like... especially, inconsistent. Yeah. Who's the manager at Sunderland now? Is it that Bristol, ex-Bristol City or was that a long time ago? Let me have a look uh... and see if I can bring the guy up who's manager of Sunderland. Sunderland. Uh... <laughs> Tony Mowbray. <laughs> Tony Mowbray, of course. Oh, yeah. 
I remember that now because they played Blackburn a couple of days ago and they mm-hmm. both were in the dugout. So I was like, wait, isn't Tony Mowbray? Oh, yeah, he is. He's just another manager. Yeah. See, managers chop and change so much these days. I, like I said, I think I said that in the last pod, I used to have mm. quite good knowledge of who was managing who, but these days I'm, I, can, I, could, I could hardly tell you who manages what championship side these days because they just chop and change. It feels like monthly at the moment. Yeah, it's like, didn't Brighton beat Chelsea 4-1 today? And yeah, yet, who the is. hell is their manager at the moment? So Graham Potter is a uh, Chelsea manager, and Brighton is uh, Roberto oh, Di Zerbi. Okay, I who? shouldn't know that. I've never heard of him. More. No, I don't know who that is either. <laughs> no idea. Four one. Yeah. I mean, that's quite impressive. It is. It mm. is. Yeah. So I'm, I think Potter will be fuming with that one, won't he? Mm. I feel like with us as well. Like it's nice to know that at the end of the season, we're not going to have a manager who's going to be sacked. Or at least on the form at the moment, so we don't know what the hell could happen next fucking year. You say yeah. this, but the Birmingham board always like a surprise or fucking two, don't they? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And I'm, like I'm not just saying, I've said it a few times, but football changes very, very quickly. So mm. as, as as well as we're doing at the moment, I think that this World Cup being when it is, is the worst time for there to be a World Cup in any blue season that's happened yeah. so far because we're doing so well. I don't want this break because a lot can change in a month for every single team in the championship, new managers, new players, whatever. Um, it comes at the worst time for us. So these next four games, I've got no doubt we'll be fine. I think we can get points in every single one of them, then see how the next month goes during the break. And I think the first five or so games after the World Cup will be very telling in how we're going to get on for the rest of the season. Mm. I think it could do us some good, though, as well, like the month break, because... Look at our squad. How many are going to the World Cup, really? Maybe Bielik? I think Bielik, I think Bielik, trust you, maybe Poheta as well, if he's fit, but I don't think he will be, will he? What, shin boy? He ain't going anywhere. No, he's not. Is he? oh. He's not. Do, question, then, do we keep hold of Poheta or send him back? I'd send him. I'd send him back only on the basis that the poor kid actually does deserve to play football. Yeah, you feel for him, that, and He's yeah. not going to get into this team. Yeah. It's not fair on him. He was brought no. in as the promise of being a left wing back in this team and did all right. And then we signed on Gallo on deadline day. <laughs> I know. Like I know. Yeah, I completely agree. There's no point keeping him on the wage, but it's uh, A, given his injury, and B, he's just not going to get in the team anytime soon. So, Whereas a lot yeah. more championship teams have a lot more players that will be going to that World Cup, and therefore injuries, fatigue. It's going to damage, yeah, I think, a lot more teams around us than we're going to get damaged by this cup. We'll get Gardner back by then. Friend will be back to fitness by then. Mm. You know, like your squad players are all coming back at this point as well. Tunisia mm. are going to the World Cup, though, aren't they? Are they? Because I I, Hannibal could be going with them, can they? See, I, uh, I don't know much about this World Cup. Actually, I need to brush no, up on it. I honestly don't know. Against. To be fair, there they are. I yeah, think, sure, um, they are. Yeah. So Hannibal so could Hannibal be going to the World Cup. They, they, they've got Denmark, Australia, and France in their group. I swear that group never changes. Honestly, France and Australia and and Denmark, I think, have been in the same group for the last. Four years or something is just really strange, yeah. Four years, that's idiotic of me to say that. For the last two World Cups, yeah. four years, you moron. And we've got a very exciting group, though, haven't we, to be fair? Like, it's... Well. <laughs> you weren't surprised, but I wouldn't be surprised. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I think I think this England team's the best it's been in years. I mean, Jude's got to start, hasn't he? World Cup. He's got to. No question. No question. Him, Rice in the midfield every day of the week he's doing so so well i think um 
If we, it, it is, is it definitely twenty five percent we get if he's sold? Twenty to twenty four, my bread. Mm. Yeah, that would that for the for us that would be huge money, wouldn't it? Absolutely huge money, and that that yeah. you're right, Jamie. That could go on. That could go on all our loans for the end of the season. Hundred percent, I think you could sign a younger centre forward as well. Hundred mm. percent. Our our key aim at the end of the season is to keep as many of those loans as possible. That is, it's got because we've got to we've got to plan for the long term a little bit because come end of the season, all these loans if they're going again, we're back to square one. We're back to where we were at the end yeah. of last season with a very depleted squad and a very average team, via Dini Bakuna and Hogan Chong. Those four, I'd say. Yeah. Otherwise, we are so we've got we've got to keep as many of these loans as we can. Yeah, well, Birmingham City board, get on it. You know, I've got faith in you that you can turn it around and make a a good, successful end to the season and make it not seem as um, doom and gloom as it properly looks like it is when you properly put it into perspective. Um, but yeah, just around this uh, chat that we've been having for the last hour with uh, both your score predictions. I know Zach's already gone for 2 0, but are you sticking with that? Maybe add a goal scorer to it. What do you think? Who's who yeah. to score? Be brave. Two nil, two nil. Yeah. We'll go with, uh, we'll go with Dini, Fancy Dini to get a goal, um, and we'll go Hogan. Two strikers to bad goals, I reckon. That's what I'm going. Okay, that's good. I like that. Jay. Oh. Four nil. Don't say Leco. <laughs> Four Don't nil. say Leco. Four nil. Uh, <laughs> who's gonna score? Troy's gonna get the match ball. Okay, so that's three Ooh. goals for Troy. And then the um, fourth. Oh, I don't know about the fourth and maybe Backer. Okay, that's good. I just, like that. Just is, a, typ- this... a typical Bakuna, like, cut inside, just bends it top bins or something mm. mad. Is this your heart speaking or your head? I mean, last time it worked, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> true, so Head on your heart. <laughs> I like uh, it. I, I am going to go 2-1 now. Because now that I've seen Benikafobe is in the Millwall team, or I think at least I think it is, I've vaguely checked over that. Um, I feel like he he'll is. get a goal. Um, I think it Has could he be been like this season. You are. Has he been scoring much this season? Oh, I don't know. I, I literally I just googled it now. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I think he has at least. I don't know. Um, but I feel like it could be like one of those um, games. Do you remember Boyer's first game with Duke and Dean is scoring? I feel like it could be something like that. We take the lead, they get an equaliser, and then we uh, get the winner late on. So I feel like I'm going to go with Scott Hogan to get the first goal, and then Millwall to equalise, and then us to get a late Harley Dean header and do the shrug. (laughs) I feel like that's what I'm going to go for. Uh, Just to say, Benekafovi's played all 17 games and he scored twice, so he should be all right. Their top Um, goal scorer has five goals, and that's Zane Fleming. Okay. No, I'm not not um familiar with his name. Uh, but no, I don't know him. I mean, how many has Hogan got now? Is that seven for him? Seven. He's got seven. Yeah. Which is impressive for this point in the season, isn't it? Seven goals. Yeah. I mean, how much he's has Trusty got? Three. Has Trusty three. got three? Yeah, two yeah. goals against Bristol City. A goal last night. I could have sworn he got one earlier in the season as well, no, but maybe I'm wrong. No. no. Mm. I mean. Yeah, I, he's, he's created... no, he didn't score in preseason either. I mean, he's created a lot of chances, and that's what's made this season really fun and exciting, really, hasn't it? Mm. It's like there's been so much going on, 
I mean, we've scored 18 goals this season already, which feels like quite a lot. I mean, I can't really think of all that. And we've let him 15. Like, how amazing is that? We we just... I can't put into words how brilliant we're doing at the moment and how it's such a tight-knit squad. Everyone seems to get on. There's some real talent in there. It's the best Blues team we've seen in years. It really, Mm. really is. Jesus Christ, I didn't realise how many goals we shipped last year. We conceded 75 goals last season. 75 goals? Yeah, Yeah. that sounds about right. And we we, we scored 50, which even then sounds quite... Weird, but we shipped seventy-five goals. Seventy-five goals! Wow. I think a lot of those That's come from bad. Fulham. That is very bad. I That's don't know like... if Fulham. Oh yeah, I think did we can see ten? Did we lose six away? Yeah, we home? lost and ten, four three on yeah. aggregates. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that great? Yeah, yeah there's some three goals. There's three goals. I'm gonna take that. Sunich, Gardner, and Dini. I think they were those goals. Were yeah, Sunich, yeah. you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That goal he scored against Fulham really annoyed me, actually, because we were 4-0 down, and he decides after he's been playing shit all half just to take a shot from the edge of the box and it flies into the back of the net. I'm just like, why? Why why are you like this? Why do you pull out a fucking blinder after you've been playing rubbish all game? Honestly. (laughs) Give him for fucking Bailey. Come on, lads, sort it out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that could possibly be um, sort of the future of Bielik maybe give him a swap for Sunjic. We're giving you the opportunity there. The board to go and have a <laughs> go and get yeah. Bielik for Sunjic. But um... whatever you do, do not get rid of Bielik and bring Sunjic back. <laughs> None of that. No, we don't need that. Fuck We've off. had the last three like or four him. years with him. We need uh, we need to keep Bielik. We need to keep Hannibal. We need to keep Trusty. We need to keep on and. And we need to keep rice on. That was a terrible way to end that podcast. <laughs> oh, I like that. That was good. No, that it was, was rubbish. Good. Like it was really cheesy. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> keep feeling, keep trusty, keep rice. No, that's rubbish. That is not doing <laughs> that's it. Um, but yeah, this has been the Blues Focus podcast. Uh, once again, joined with, uh, oh, fuck it. I might as well just say it. Jack and Zamy, since my <laughs> brain can't just say Zach and Jamie every single time. Um, but yeah, it's been a good talk with you two boys again. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. And yeah, thank you very much for watching. And uh, keep right on. Keep right on. Keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. There's always something new and exciting happening in Montgomery County, Maryland. Join podcaster and business leader Kelly Leonard and me, Bob Levy, on another episode of Something to Talk About, where we speak with industry leaders making an impact in our county. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.